Swallows of the South is a proud member of the RPG Academy Network. Hello, and welcome to Swallows of the South. I'm Quinn Wilson, storyteller. Not a whole bunch to get out of the way this week, so we're going to get started pretty soon here. But before we did, I did want to let you all know that I'm facing a bit of a financial predicament right now. Josette and myself need to move in January, and neither of us make a ton of money. Things are going to be probably pretty tight for us through December and January as we move and have to not only make a deposit on our new place, but double pay rent as we have to occupy both places for a period of time. In the interest of making it through that time, in some semblance of financial stability, we have started a GoFundMe, which you can find in the show notes. That financial stability will really help us to contribute to keeping Swallows on time and coming to you each week. If you can give anything, it's super appreciated. If you'd like to give to us on a more consistent basis, of course, there is also our Patreon. With that being said, I'm really excited to bring you episode two of Ash and Mask in the Dream Eaters of the Hidden City. So, here we go. <laughs> In the time of myth, when gods and mortals walked the earth together, Ashen Mask was held at bay by Tepet Parekshat, while Captain Eve, Magenta Rain, and Aziz the Great looked on. As he was held at bay, what would Ashen Mask do? Would the crew step up to save this stowaway? Would Tepet Parekshat cause more harm than his feeble frame hinted he could? Well, Captain, it's your ship, it's your call. Leave the man alone. What do you want? Just let us know. We can work this out peaceably. Oh, so you want to work it out peace peaceably, huh? <laughs> Look at what you did to my men. No, I want your heads. I want all your heads. You're going to pay for what you did to House Tepet. It was one painting, and it wasn't even all that pretty. You it was one pi- painting and several of our finest men. Yeah, well, you're the one who had the men come on our ship. We're air pirates. I... We'll kill him. I mean, you could try <laughs> to kill him, but if you do, then it's going to be your head that we get. Ashen Mask is just sort of chuckling as what? this axe is on his throat. Why Why are you laughing? Yeah, why are you laughing? What's so funny about this? Oh, man. That, that you might actually kill me. That is super rich. Oh, man. Buddy, you... You're he, good. He cocks his head, and he's like, what are you talking about? Aziza also starts laughing. Uh, he thinks it's just funny. He doesn't really get the joke, but he doesn't like to be left out of jokes. <laughs> See, he gets it. <laughs> Magenta winks to the members of the crew subtly, and more of them start to laugh because they can all see that it's causing the tepet to kind of lose it oh. a bit. And she wears a wide smirk, but does not laugh while she twirls her sword. If you all keep laughing like that, I'll do it. I'll, I'll chop his head right off. <laughs> all right, buddy. You do that then. <laughs> so he pulls back his arm to take a swing. What do you do, Ashen Mask? Uh, as he pulls back his arm, I let go of my golden chakram that he had been using, and it bounces from the floor, goes back up, and begins spinning above his head like a halo, where it flashes bright, blinding the tepet. So yeah, he drops... To his knees almost immediately, covering his eyes. Oh, what the fuck was that? Ah! Oh! Ah! Stings! Ah! So, Ash Masks walks back, removes the halo, and puts it back down again. Oh, man. You were, uh, you were so threatening a second ago. Anyway, this is an entire ship of pirates that are totally gonna kill you. You have fun with that. 
So what do you guys do? Do we kill him or do we ransom him? Either is the pirate way. We do have a job we need to finish. It's going to be tough if we have a hanger on. Yeah, yeah, but if we bound him and gag him, we might be able to get a little money out of him if he survives the trip. Do you want the fair folk trying to use him as leverage against us? I sure don't. I was kind of hoping we could use him as leverage against the fair folk, like, hey, we'll give you this person to eat the emotions of if you let us through. That could be a viable option. I'm just saying there's lots of ways that it could backfire. You, Ashen Mask, kind of saved us back there. If you have any thoughts, I'm willing to take them into consideration. Well, I mean, if it's me, I'd just throw him overboard. I mean, look at this guy. All right, so we have one for hostage. We have one for overboard. Aziza, you were the other most active participant in the fight, and by the rules, that means you get the the tie-breaking vote. What do you say? What were my options again? We're either going to throw him overboard, or we're going to uh, bind him, probably gag him, and try to use him as leverage against the fair folk if that comes up. Or use him as leverage for the money if that doesn't come up. Let's ask him what does he want. Why are we asking the hostage what he wants? It's his own damn fault he's a hostage. Well, he gets to choose one of those three options. Magenta kind of like looks slightly open-mouthed at Aziza, but is not going to ask what the third option was, and looks to Eve. And as you look at Eve, Tepet Parikshit speaks up. If you so much as try to sell me back to the Tepets, you will face wrath like you've never known before. That that means that's the one we pick. All right, throw him overboard. All right, uh, who's going to do that? Do you motion to a nearby crew member, or do y'all up and toss him? I think Magenta Rain would do it herself. Yeah. All right, describe that for me. Okay, so Magenta hooks her swords back behind her and just walks straight up to Tepet and grabs him by the collar of his shirt. Is he still blinded? Uh, No, his senses have come back to him. Okay. Like, his eyes are watery, but Mm -hmm. he can see you. Sweet. Um, So then she's going to try and grab him by the collar of his shirt into a chokehold until he passes out and then chuck him overboard passed out so that way he doesn't know that he's falling to his death. Relatively merciful. She's a nice person at heart. You know, once you get past the killing. So you've thrown him off the edge of the ship, and Eve approaches you all. It's getting pretty late into the night, but we need to make sure that our course doesn't deviate. Who knows what could be lying as we get closer to the archipelago and the hidden city, so I'm going to need you all to take up your stations. Ashen Mask, is there any proclivities you have in terms of navigating a ship? Anything you could do to assist us in charting our way? Oh, no. Oh, goodness, no. I'm great on the ship and off the ship. But, you know, don't don't get me behind the wheel. All right, duly noted. Duly noted. So Magenta and Aziza should explain what they usually do to contribute to ship functions as it pertains to things like navigation, course plotting, etc. Aziza might stay in the kitchen and cook, but if he has any ancillary duties... That's good to know, but as the first mate, I imagine Magenta Rain might actually have some substantive things to add. Oh no, she just sits on her lazy ass and plays chess by herself. I'm kidding. Uh, So Magenta Rain is the person second to the captain who knows the most about sailing, and so while the captain is up and is steering, she goes around the ship and sees and makes sure that everything else is good. She checks the ship because they did just have a fight uh, and repairs what she can with the little craft that she has. 
And then as it gets later on into the night, she normally replaces the captain for a shift of about six hours before he takes over and she can sleep. All right, go ahead and give me a perception plus sail roll, please. So I have eight dice from a three in perception, four in sail, and a specialty of air. Cool. Uh, and go ahead and add two dice for your stunt. Ah, oh, you didn't tell me what I was going to beat, but it is four successes. Yeah, so you chart a course very, very ably. As the night passes on and you approach dawn, light begins to pierce through the clouds. And anyone who is above decks around sunrise should give me a perception plus awareness roll. You can substitute awareness for occult in this particular case if you have that. I do not, but Ash Mask will definitely be above deck as everyone below deck smells like a pirate. Yeah. I take that as the highest compliment. As you should. Looking to be to three. I got three. Nice. Anybody else? I believe the kitchen is not above deck. Fair. And it bit sunrise, it'd be past the six hours, so I probably just went to sleep. Okay, so Ashen Mask is above deck. It is cold and relatively quiet. You can hear the strange churning of the ship over the clouds, as would a ship move over waves, but clouds are insubstantial. So it's a curiosity that they make the same sort of sound as they move above them. And you see cracks and rays of sunlight cresting this bank of clouds that you're on. And you immediately recognize that something about this is not right. These aren't the colors of a proper sunrise. Hmm. They all seem shifted, like someone has taken the sun and done a color palette swap on it. It's not a light coming from something else. It's still... It looks like a sunrise. As far as you can tell, it's a sunrise. It's just wrong. Like, it's greenish and pinkish. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and see if there's anyone that's, like, currently navigating or who's on duty for the wheel. Yeah, so Captain's at the wheel right now. All right. Uh, Ashmas makes his way up there and goes up to Eve and says, Uh, not to, um, you know, worry anything, but, uh, is this... Is this just how the sun looks when you're up in the sky like this? I've never flown like this before. I'm not sure, but that looks real weird. And Eve looks out across the bow of the ship and into the sky, and you can see something move over his eyes, almost like a shadow passes over him, and he shakes his head for a moment and says, That's strange. No, that doesn't look right. Look at that formation of clouds over there. That doesn't look proper either. And there is this amalgamation of clouds that the sunlight is filtering through that looks like a series of towers and spires with this green and pink light sort of filtering through it, almost like glass. I think that we may have stumbled into the realm of the Hidden City. Oh, well, that's uh, that sounds great. I love it. Why? First of all, the fair folk around here, this little piece of their home, the hidden city moves. 
through the archipelago. No one knows ever exactly where it's going to be. Sometimes unlucky souls just navigate their way into it. Some say that occultists or diviners know where it's going to be, know its trajectories and movements, but we seem to have stumbled into it, and lucky for us as we've been hired to do a job here. Oh, well, that's great. So, uh, so fair folk, then. Yes. Good, good. We have something for them? Well, we have a, a number of various things on the ship. We did have the opportunity previously to take on one Tepet Parikshit as a slave and an offering, but we've abandoned that. Um, we have fine cheeses, we have a meal that Aziz has prepared, but we're going to need to rely on our guile, wit, dexterity, and good old-fashioned thieving if we want to acquire this idol for the three-armed man who's hired us. Three-armed man, that sounds rad. Okay, yeah, no, I'm back on board. We're looking for an idol in the shape of the greater elemental dragon of air. Okay, air dragon idol, and you need it to be thieved. Correct. That sounds excellent. Is that one of the things that off a ship you're, you're capable with, or...? Oh, yeah. I've got, you know, I've got ways. Good to hear. That's encouraging. That's encouraging. Um, We're probably going to want to wake necessary crew as we're approaching, because this is going to get messy. Right, right. If we're not prepared when they arrive. Wouldn't be surprised if they send a boarding party uh, just to greet us. Good. Sometimes. I've heard legends. I've never made it through here before. This is my first experience with the Hidden City. I guess I should tell this to you before we get any farther. No one's really made it out of the Hidden City alive. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's the Hidden City. You assume. Yeah, yeah. People sail in. Nothing ever heard from them Die. again. Oh, hey, Aziza, you're up. <laughs> yeah, I heard you talking about the three-armed man. Yeah, I was. I was also talking about the Hidden City. And uh, if you look over there, I think we found it. Wow, that's pretty cool. Well, let's go back to my duties. You got anything special you can make, like, real interesting for these fair folk? Like with drugs? I mean, yeah, if you got them. It's really interesting that that's exactly where your mind jumps to when someone asks you to make them a special meal. Well, he said really interesting. Well, every like, single know. one of my birthdays makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> Was it a bad time? No, it was fine. I just... There we go. Yeah, see, well, there you are. See? Don't a question good, me. A good chef knows what to do. Thank you very much. Man, you know I'm already gone. <laughs> and that's why we keep you around. Eve points his finger and says, oh, Crystal and Magistrate, I need you to go wake uh, Magenta Rain. It's vitally important. And what is Magenta Rain's cabin like? What's the situation where she's sleeping? So Magenta's cabin is actually surprisingly clean and well-kept. And despite the fact that she is pretty proud that she has not gone to school but has gotten real far, there are quite a few books in, and not all of them are in the same language. In fact, they're in quite a few different languages. She's got a few in Sky Tongue and River Speak and obviously Sea Tongue. And there are what looks like treasure maps, of course, because she is a pirate. And they are all very nicely kept on a tiny but very crude bookshelf that it almost looks like the captain might have made. And her bed is mostly just covered with a large, thick comforter that she is completely buried under. And you hear several loud knocks on the cabin door as Crystalline Magistrate beckons you. Ub, first bait, ub, it 
your dated above decks were approaching the city, I think. Yes, this morning. Uh, yes, it it is, and that's why we know where we're going now. Um, you're needed presently. He says it's very urgent. Um, he's he's not gonna like it if you're late. Um, he's probably gonna blame it on me. So if you could please, you know, just for me, you know, could you be a be a guy about this one? Boy, I'ma hang you over deck one of these days. Um, apparently not if he does it first. Captain doesn't have the spine, but Magenta throws the comforter off and rolls out of bed where her swords are right next to it, which, you know, unlike a gun, it's okay to keep your swords next to your bed. And so she takes them, straps them on, and pulls her hair up into a neat little bun, which is not quite the way she does it because it's usually pretty messy, but if they need to be presentable, might as well. Alrighty, so you're all above decks now and eve has called a necessary crew meeting so there's everyone who is on active post right now as well as the three of you and some other necessary crew people um like your astrogator is up here the the man who reads the stars um so we are approaching the hidden city it's important that as we approach there you're all familiar with the very vital, necessary rules. Rule number one, don't agree to anything. Certainly don't shake hands over anything. Don't bow in agreement to anything. Be respectful, be formal, but make no agreements. Two, don't eat the food, don't drink the water. Hey! Their food or their water. Mm. Your stuff is fine. Aside from that, be careful. They are tricksy if they try to get you alone. I guess I should say this. Don't try to get intimate with any of them. Don't have a kiss with any of them. Don't even try to share the same breath with any of them. Some of them might try to embrace you on a greeting. That involves sharing breath. They might try to suck your soul out in that action. At least that's what I've heard. So just be aware. They're looking to, to eat your good, good dreams and your soul. And uh, can't can't work a crew with a bunch of empty husks. Captain, you do you remember that talk we had about not saying don't run on deck, but saying walk on the deck? I suppose I need to be very clear about what you're not supposed to do. There's a, n- a number of things that you can do. No, but... no, 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 Captain. I'm saying don't tell them to not be alone. Tell them always be with two buddies and Look, stay a hand or an arm away from the fey right. folk. That That's fine. You should definitely do that. But I'm just saying having a couple buddies isn't going to stop someone from trying to share a breath with them. Things yeah. could... Yeah. If, if they're an arm away, an arm, Captain, you can't share a breath at an arm. They're wily. They're incredibly wily. <sighs> yeah, they'll just come at you. Open arms. Yeah, with arms wide open. Yeah. I'll come at you with arms wide open, Captain. Now's not the time. <sighs> anyway, we're here to steal this idol. We're going to need to keep a crew on the ship ready to go at any time. Soon as we come running back, we're going to need to set this in motion and to sail as far and as fast as we possibly can. While the ship is docked, do not let any of them onto it. There's probably going to be an advanced boarding party coming in the near future. We will talk to them. We will allow them onto our ship. We will not agree to anything directly. Is that clear? Yeah, Captain. Does anyone have any questions? Yeah, do we know where this idol is? I mean, give or take. It's in the city. Yeah, that's about all we know. Little mouse. Maybe you always call me that. Look, I don't call you a little mouse. Because you look like a mouse. You do look like a mouse, and that's why I call you Reaper Cheap. 
got these big ears from my mom. And that tail. And those grubby little hands. You guys know that it's from the wild. Well, if your hands could just stop being so grubby, maybe people would stop calling you a little mouse. Hey there, a reaper cheap. Yeah. That's what you get for interrupting me. <laughs> you miserable piece of mouse. I'm putting my foot down. The captain's back! The captain comes and goes. So, give or take, we know that it's in the city. We might be able to negotiate some of the information out of our strange hosts. We might just need to sneak around. I'm not sure how large the city itself is, if it's actually a city, or if that's just what it's called. Good, good, good. All right, that's excellent. I thought you liked adventure. Oh, I love adventure. I love well-informed adventure. That's not an adventure. That's a vacation. No, that's a heist. No, it's a... Gosh, how do you say it? And she runs off a few words in sea tongue. It's a... Oh, it is having fun. I love having fun. Right. You don't have fun with a well-thought-out plan. You have fun by running in there. Swords blazing with your... Seriously, would you let me hold a meeting? You didn't say it was a meeting, Captain. Yes, I did. I said it's a meeting for necessary personnel involved in this operation. Yeah, see, I wasn't told that part. I was told that you needed me to wake up. Magenta Rain blows a facetious kiss at the captain. He clenches his jaw and just looks at you staring daggers. That's not funny. This is serious business. I will not mourn you if your soul gets sucked out. Mm-hmm. Anyway, are there any more questions? Cool. Sounds good. Now we just wait for the boarding party. So, quick reminder, guys. After the boarding party leaves, keep the fair folk off the ship. If you go anywhere, bring a group and keep the fair folk at least an arm's length away from you. If they offer you food or water, pull You don't have decline. to mate explain the plan to the crew. <laughs> You just skip uh, first. What are you a uh, first first mate? Well, skipper? no one is before you, Aziza. No, we know that. But you're just uh, skipper explaining instead of mansplaining. So the crew who's going to be meeting the boarding party and then going into the hidden city are Aziza, Magenta Rain, Eve, and Ashen Mask. <laughs> Obviously, Magenta Rain and Eve are authority figures on the ship. Aziza cooked the meal that is going to be presented to them. And Ashen Mask has a particular set of skills, so he has been recently added to the crew. And after a while, um, the lookout spots the approaching vessel and calls everyone to the deck. And what you can see is an iridescent lotus unfurling and then coiling up and then unfurling and then coiling up as it treads the clouds approaching the ship. On it, there are three inhumanly perfect people who appear to have starlight and clouds for clothing. Their eyes look like they are moons set in their heads. They have this otherworldly, unspeakable beauty about them as the vessel nestles up to the side of the ship. And one of them broadly gestures, May we bolt? Captain, you said not to say yes. I would like to... Invite you onto the boarding plank, where we can have a conversation and determine whether or not you can step onto the ship proper. And he motions for some crew hands to go lay out like a plank that uh, reaches over toward this lotus. And as that happens, the group of three of the, the 
The group of the three fair folk then step on to the plank and walk halfway down, at which point Eve motions to the three of you to go with him and walk halfway down the plank, keeping a respectable distance. We see you are approaching our territory. Have you not heard tales of what our city holds for people like you? Beauties beyond belief. And this emissary... All of them are relatively androgynous, like there's not any clear indicators of biological sex or gender that are clear with them, Um, but they tuck back some hair over their ear and smile at you, showing a mouthful of fangs. Yes, there are beauties, but I speak of the inherent dangers of our realm. Everywhere is dangerous if you know the wrong people. You are clever. What brings you to our domain? If you are not scared of us. Magenta doesn't break eyes with the fair folk that she's been talking with, but instead speaks so everyone can hear her and keeps herself just a half step back. She hasn't moved mm-hmm. half a step back, but she is half a step behind the captain to show she actually does respect him and he is the lead authority on this, despite how she may act in meetings. Okay, go ahead and roll wits plus resolve at a difficulty four. Come on, magenta rain! And six. Suck it, fair folk! The longer you look into their eyes, the more you can feel yourself being drawn in. It feels like you should step forward. It feels like you should go to them. It's the imperious curse. But you're able to resist that. You are able to not become enthralled by its mystique. Captain... I think you are the most qualified to explain. And Magenta Rain just kind of lightly shifts her gaze despite herself from the fair folk's eyes to its forehead so that way she looks like she's making eye contact and can tell herself she is, but is slightly less transfixed. Boy, howdy, is this fair folk's hair just incredible. Is it like Draco Malfoy level incredible? It looks sheeny and like it was spun from dreams and sweetness i kind of want to shave it off have it for myself we are simply passing through hoping to take a tour of your city we would like to ask you for safe harbor while we pass through we can even offer you a local delicacy in exchange for allowing us entrance into the city aziza would you care to explain what you've prepared for them oh sure I've uh, prepared a nice, lovely dinner. And the meal looks like something that would not have been crafted on a ship. It is surprisingly decadent, beautiful. It looks a little uh, delicate with the arrangement style. He uses a lot of flowers, even though they don't really have access to a lot. It's actually just other foods that he's made look like flowers. So he's kind of carved some breads, um, carved into some vegetables that are raw they can be eaten, but they're not. He has a different set of vegetables. So there's a nice set of like mashed potatoes, maybe a cooked bird, you know, because they are in the sky. So they're very easily catchable. So they're all of different sizes, but they all are well seasoned. They all look very caramelized in color from being cooked. And the smell is just mouth watering. Some of them have an under smell. Uh, those who are on the ship know why at that point, uh, you know, the real chill thing. And, um, it's not enough to be noticeable. So it's not like 
upon receiving it, they would realize, you know, that this is off or something. There's so many herbs and flavors used that it won't even be tasted. He does, you know, try to mention beforehand to not eat too much of the bird, but more on the side dishes to his crewmates. There's also a nice array of steamed vegetables, all color-coordinated. The fair folk who's at the front of the group looks at the dish, smiles, and says, Dinner for breakfast. A bold move. You know, I know a bit or two about the fair folk, so I know I know what you guys like. Oh. And he wiggles his eyebrows. Dinner for breakfast. And it's in the most non- uh, innuendo-y way. He's just <laughs> as, as innocent as possible. He actually knows a bit about fair folk and knows what they prefer. Aside from human emotions. Yes. <laughs> just good food. I appreciate your gesture. Aziza, was it? I would like to know all of your names as well before we decide if we are going to grant you space in our cramped little docks. Well, these are beautiful docks. You cannot see them from here. You are lying to me. I do not appreciate liars. I have heard that your docks are the most beautiful in the skies. Well, people certainly seem to talk us up. People have wild imaginations. Anyhow, your names. Well, I'm Magenta Rain. Uh, My name is Eve. And uh, Ashen Mask, who is at this point been fully covered like has a balaclava and his hood up and has basically been face down the whole time (laughs) puts the hood back and looks up at them and at this point looks completely different his normally ashen skin looks very bronzed he looks like an entirely different person he has a full long head of hair bushy eyebrows his basically if you were to look at him now you would think this was an entirely different person but i'm uh ashen starlight a pleasure to meet you ashen starlight i am arpeggio of myriad ecstasies behind me to my left is sonata of wistful nostalgia and behind me to my right is a cantata of ceaseless misery could you perhaps say your name and others again just slower? My Arpeggio? name is Arpeggio of Myriad Ecstasies. Behind me and to my left is Sonata of Wistful Nostalgia. And behind me to my right is Cantata of Ceaseless Misery. Well, beautiful names for such beautiful beings. You speak of us too kindly. Perhaps you think of yourself too humbly. Now, you can't even deign to look at my face. You're too beautiful. You think I have not noticed? It's making me blush, and now I'm self-conscious about it. You do us a great flattery. Perhaps we could take your food and allow you space to dock. Arpeggio raises their hand and looks at their fingers, passing it through some, like, fluff of cloud that is floating through the air nearby you. If you would keep us company for an evening. We are so lonely. This city only has a few inhabitants, and sometimes we ache for the company of ourselves. 
Magenta Rain is severely regretting throwing Tepit Parikshit overboard because he would have been great to leave his company for them. It is up to the captain, I'm afraid. And he looks to Aziza and Ashen Mask like... Eve? Yeah. Could I roll for a cult? Because it's my specialty. I only have two, but it's for fair folk. Yeah, roll intelligence plus a cult. You are looking to beat a three, and you can spend a willpower for an okay. automatic success. Wish me luck. <laughs> <laughs> Just barely. So four successes. So Aziza, you know that agreeing to come and entertain them or keep them company will not bind you to them forever. But it might have unforeseen consequences in as much as what liberties you're afforded over their domain. And it is likely your best direct shot at getting to the hidden city without having to sneak around. And then if you're caught, basically immediately having your soul sucked out of your face. But it might make things a little bit extra complicated in terms of sneakery. But you're definitely not committing the ship or the crew who goes onto the island to keep them company to having their souls drained. Uh, Ashen, could you perhaps help me grab a barrel for these kind folk of the fair? I believe I forgot our uh, libations for the evening. <laughs> yeah, all right. Arpeggio smiles and straightens out the front of their clothing and looks back at you. Go ahead and roll manipulation plus socialize at a difficulty seven. That is their guile score. I will award you on this roll two dice for your stunt. Would you like to spend a willpower on this roll? Yes, please. Cool. So that's one base success. Four successes. That will not be necessary. Certainly we have drinks with us at the city. Okay, uh, just prepared them together. That's fine. Um, do you recognize Sidebar? Uh, yes. <laughs> An ancient sense, permeating rule. One which we cannot simply deign to ignore. You Thank have you. got us, you sneaky, sneaky puppets. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, Ashen. May I speak with you towards the back of the ship? All right. Sounds great. Uh, you know, I think I'm needed. Nope, nope. That's okay. It'll just be a second. It's really quick. So they scurry off really fast. Uh, Aziza walks like he's hobbling on two peg legs, but he's just walk- he has regular feet. That's just how he walks. <laughs> he walks with the gait of a man with two peg legs. <laughs> uh, we don't even know why. He doesn't know why. It's kind of developed over time. It could be part of the... Uh, it's the gout. He wants to play into also being a pirate at the same time. And what is a cooler pirate than a pirate with two peg legs? So they scurry Two peg off legs, no eyes, and a hundred parrots. That's how you describe Aziza. So he grabs um, Ashen by his cloak. Obviously, it's covering his face. Listen, man, I know this was a rush, but you gotta say, and I... Uh, I don't think I could get through it myself because, as you saw, I tried to steal you away to get some libations and they said no. So, I'm going to tell you what I was thinking and what I know about the fair folk. I'm going to tell you, we need to set a time limit. We cannot have a meeting for more than 30 minutes, okay? 30 minutes is the maximum amount of time. And then, let them know we will entertain them, but that it is not 
physical. It's purely, uh, purely talking. <laughs> it's, it's purely platonic. Yes. With no diddlings, no, no smoochings, no dallions, mm. no huggins, no breathings on each other. Oh, yeah. No, I know what no that, breathings. I know kids do that nowadays. Kids so going don't. out to breathe out point. Oh, I know. Yeah. So we don't do that because then they will suck your soul and you will die. Yeah. And well, we will leave you here yeah, because. Uh, yeah. No suckings. Definitely. That's part of the whole deal. Yep. You do not come with the ship. I come with the ship. So just remember that. Is that Noted. clear? You got this? Noted. All right. Good talk. Thank you, Ashen. And they hobble back. So have you ended your sidebar? Yeah, sorry, yes. sorry about that. Just uh, wanted to make sure that we all had our things together. We're uh, going to be over there for about uh, the evening, of course, for entertainment. That sounds about right. We'll have a good chit-chat, sit around, talk a bit. That sounds uh, good about for you guys, right? 30 minutes. An evening of conversation and entertainment sounds lovely. So go ahead and roll manipulation plus socialize versus that guile score of seven to see how well you're able to get your tricky, tricky words under the under the radar. All right, let's go ahead, throw a willpower at that. And in addition to that, I do have... Uh, I'll go ahead and have my harmonious presence and then a few more motes just for a little bit extra dice. Cool. There we go. That's eight. Perfect. Arpeggio snaps their fingers and several lotuses blossom from around the ship and begin to push it strongly in toward dock as the lotus that they are floating on keeps pace with the now rapidly moving ship, meaning that you're hit with the momentum of forward movement but the platform itself stays intact. We shall shuttle you to our city, and we look forward to a wonderful evening with you. Until the evening arrives, you are free to take a look around the city, but ensure that you always make yourself known before entering anything. We shouldn't want you intruding upon anyone. Mind your manners and all that. Yeah, too right. That's uh, really gracious of you. Thank you. You are welcome. It is the least we can do. And as Arpeggio bows, we see their hair fall forward with all of its shimmering light, and it transitions into the clouds and the majestic glasswork of the docks as the ship pulls in. Now, won't you join us for lunch at Madame Fay's? Your tea shop here is quite quaint. It's amusing to see the way that you entertain yourselves in your fleeting lives. Well, uh, it's not really our tea shop. We just docked here. When I say you, I mean that in the Broadest possible sense. Uh, you people, you humans. Us non-fair folk? <laughs> we mean you people. Would you prefer that I say what is on my mind? Yes. Fine. I am thinking of you primarily as dream bags. Bags from which I will suck the dreams and sustain my life force. I also like to think of it as a uh, bag of dreams. So just like, you know, you go somewhere and there's a there's a bag... And, you know, someone's like, hey, 
I once believed that I myself could fly. And then another person's like, well, I, I had a dream that I had three bunnies. And you kind of share those among people and like a like a show and tell. And perhaps. I love yeah. your dreams. Your dreams Thank are the you. best. Everything's great. Yeah. I think that's that's very poetic. You guys ever bags. had a dream about about having bunnies? <laughs> I have not had a dream like that, I would not say. I may have consumed people who have had similar aspirations, however. So then, do you mean dream as in the things that happens when you sleep? You are not being entirely clear. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I think Aziza was perfectly clear, and I absolutely agree. I think that is the kind of dream bag that you should be going for. Yeah. I mean, I'm full of dreams. I am 10 pounds of dreams in a five-pound bag. You're bursting with dreams. I love it. <laughs> just just coming out of every orifice. Dreams all over the place. Might, might you want to share some of those dreams with us tonight? <laughs> but maybe don't share any dreams with him. Them. Look, when I get a hold of your dreams, whether you want it to or not, you will be sharing them with me. If I just tell you, do you still need to take them? Unfortunately, that is uh, not the way it works. I must drain it from you. It is a part of your soul. It is not simply a shared experience. What about the dreams I have forgotten? What about nightmares? You'd eat those too? You ever get scared of a nightmare? Yeah, that'd be great, man. You're having a meal and then all of a sudden it's a real spooky meal. You're like, you ever been eating like shark soup and then like... There's a shark in there. No. Maybe I shouldn't have done drugs last no, time. I had sharks. Maybe that's just me. Are you familiar with the idea of, uh, I believe that you people refer to this in the culinary senses, mouthfeel. Oh, yeah. I know all about the mouthfeel. Yeah. No. I, I like to call it, I, I like to call it texture. So mouthfeel is the idea that when you eat food, the way it sits on your palate and moves around as you chew and consume it brings out aspects and elements of a flavor. It changes the profile of the meal as you consume it. And much the same can be said of the dreams of people when you consume them. You might start with happy childhood memories and then suddenly, whoa, what are all these clowns doing here? They are lurking around the corner. Oh no, now I am in the first person perspective, but I am a small robot who is being bullied by all of the other robots at school. And next thing you know, you are flying, but you are not wearing your underpants and you are very (laughs) embarrassed because everyone can see everything. You humans have such strange ideas of shame. Yeah, no, that's very true. Very strange ideas about shame. Well, uh, what is it that is shameful for you? Nothing comes to mind. Uh, is it the idea of nothing coming to mind? No, I suppose that if I could think of one thing that would be shameful, it would be to lose my prey to someone I view as being less than myself. Yeah, I can see how that would be shameful, because whenever the captain gets something that I'm gunning for, I just want to push him over the damn boat. But he's our captain. Yes, and we say that with the utmost affection and respect. No, look at me. Look at me. I'm the captain now! God damn it. 